Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jared Hall, executive editor at Entertainment Weekly. And uh, I'm waiting for a few colleagues to join here because we're going to dissect today's Emmy nominations. Lots of exciting ones. Uh, lots of folks who are one step closer to claiming Lady Emmy, as folks like to call her later this year. And we're going to talk about some of the snubs and surprises because there are plenty of those. I'm really curious what some of you guys think were some of the big surprises. You can join us uh, on Twitter. You can comment uh, on our stories there uh, because we would love to see all of that. And of course, on EW.com, you can uh, you know chime in on the comments on our uh, various articles, snubs and surprises. We've got the full list of nominees and so much other content going on there. I see Kristen Baldwin is has joined us here. Hey, Kristen, there's Sam Highfill. Hi. Hello to you both. Hi. Hello, hello. I was just filling everyone in on what we're going to be talking about here today. Uh, snubs and surprises and breaking down all of these categories. So maybe shall, shall we get to that? Because I would like to start with the with with the biggies. Um, overall, this is a wild number. HBO and HBO Max, which the TV Academy does lump together, uh, they received the most of any network and streaming platform this year with 140 nominations. Uh, it's just a wild and staggering number. Um, among those is the drama Succession, which leads all nominees with 25, and a large majority of those uh, came from acting nominations. I do want to know that 25 still falls short of Game of Thrones' final season, which was a record setter with 32 nominations. But I kind of look at Succession as HBO's new Game of Thrones. I don't know. How, what do you guys think about that? Well, it definitely is their sort of ticket to a record-breaking number of uh, nominations. And it's a big enough cast, uh, just like Game of Thrones. If they nominate even half the cast, which it seems like they did here, um, <laughs> they're already taking their total up. Um, the only thing it doesn't have going for it is, uh, you know, fancy visual effects. Right, right. And and no, that's so true because that's where Game of Thrones certainly, you know, kind of went over the top in, you know, in a lot of those categories that come along with, uh, you know, big action sequences like the sound design and, and all of that kind of stuff, too. It is worth noting, um, very sad for Alan Ruck, because like I said, so many acting nominations. He is uh, kind of the one main actor on the show um, who didn't get nominated. I, I had, And he is the eldest son of their father. Yeah. He is the eldest son. People. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, Connor sucks. <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean, he's great. Oh, <laughs> I mean, but he's so good. And I would just like to remind you all that, uh, in that his in the pilot when Connor does the whole uh, riff about the aquifers, yeah. and how he's going to have all the water. That was entirely improvised. Uh -huh. That was it. And like Alan Ruck set the bar for like that show's crazy level of um incredible uh improv improvisation mm -hmm. so um 
and he is the eldest son, yeah. Sam. So well, but I, th- I, I know. But I think to your point, Sam, saying that he sucks, I think that is to the credit of how good Alan is. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I hope he gets his uh, gets his, gets his due, gets a fair shake here at, at some point because uh, he he certainly deserves recognition. Um, okay, to kind of keep breaking down the numbers here, uh, right behind uh, Succession, which, like I said, had twenty five. Ted Lasso and The White Lotus both scored 20 nominations each. Um, again, a lot of acting nominations for both of those. Um, the White Lotus, uh, almost their entire cast is nominated in the supporting category. By the way, worth noting, this is a limited series and it gets a little dicey with the acting categories because that is, uh, okay, so Limited and anthology series have their own main category, and then TV movie has its own main category, but the acting categories get combined, um, and they took up almost all of those acting categories, uh, which, um, you know, I I mean, I was going to say rightfully so, but what's really interesting about those nominations is that The White Lotus was a summer 2021 series, and so, you know, there was a little concern that, you know, were people going to forget about it, but Clearly, they did not. Yeah, that was the one thing that that made me think, is it possible that it's just too, you know, too uh, far in the past? Same with me, yeah. on, uh, uh, which did not get uh, a nomination, but Margaret Qualley did. Um, I, do, it, I do think that, uh, you know, M- White Lotus was such a big deal at the time in terms of, you know, people just obsessing over it and tweeting about it and wondering who, you know, who did it and all of that. So I'm glad that that momentum did not wane for them. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned Margaret Polly from Made. Um, I think someone who a lot of people were expecting to get a nomination was her real life mom who played her on screen mom, Andy McDowell did not get nominated. Um, I know we're going to get to Ooh. snubs a little later, but uh, that, that just kind of reminded me when you said uh, that series. Um, and Ted Lasso, I mean, I think we kind of figured that show was going to be in there. I'm, uh, do I want to say surprised that Nick Muhammad got in? Maybe. I mean, we all know what kind of turn that character took this past season, and Nick played it very well. Um, so I, I don't want to discredit his performance for the... M- you know, mine and a lot of folks, I think, feel the same way. Lack of uh, joy for the uh, the turn of his character. Yeah, another character I hated, but because the actor did a really good job. <laughs> you love to hate him. I know that was, you know, and that last shot where he's just like got the the glare yeah. and his hair yes. is gray and it's oh um but that's right a visceral reaction positive or negative means they did their job right yeah yeah well um i i mean i don't think he's gonna win but i'm very glad to uh to see him there and and you know so lots of love for the acting on that show which it it is very good um okay behind ted lasso and white lotus as we're moving on here uh two of my favorites hacks and Only Murders in the Building both got 17 nominations apiece, and right behind them was Euphoria with 16. Um, I guess kind of blanket statement here, are, 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 is, are any of you not surprised by the outcome for those five, six shows I just mentioned? I mean, Only Murders is kind of overrated. Uh, how, um, how do we remove you from this? I'm just uh-oh. kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I know we're not talking about snubs, but like, 
Ooh, when we when we get to the comedy series uh, category, I ugh, I just there's some shows that I would have liked to see uh, that weren't there. I don't know. People like the show. Sam, help me. <laughs> I, Sam, do you like Only Murders? I mean, I do like Only Murders. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I. In, I like only murders. I will say to Kristen's point, I think I'm I'm perfectly between you two. Where I'm not upset. Like I only murders deserves recognition. Yes, but there were quite a few comedies that I think are maybe funnier that didn't get some love. So that's that's where I'm a little torn. I'm okay. Switzerland. You well, know? well, let's break down specifically the um, the best comedy category. Uh, the nominees are Abbott Elementary. Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Cute Kristen's Grunt, and uh. what <laughs> and what we do in the shadows, which I was a little worried uh, about it getting in there. Um, okay, so uh, so let's go for it, Kristen. If you could trade out one or two nominees, what would they be? I would trade out Maisel uh, for Reservation Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I like this mix for the most part. Um, I would trade out Curb just because no. And even if, um, <laughs> I mean, maybe put in Our Flag Means Death, which I didn't love, yeah. but I thought was definitely way more uh, creative and interesting. You know, Curb, again, great show, was. Maisel, great show was mm-hmm. like they've had their time they're doing fine now but it, these feel like nominations where the the voters haven't been able to watch a whole lot of stuff and they check off you know the names they know i'm very very thrilled about abbott elementary yeah. and you know i i don't think it was a surprise that it was nominated i was just so happy to see that it got so much love yeah um in terms of acting as well so look it's mostly a good list but i just Maisel and Curb just bummed me out when we have shows like Reservation Dogs, which was truly like the best show of 2021. So, mm. all right, Sam, uh, are there any nominees here you'd trade out? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I know I shouldn't say this because it's literally my job, but like, I didn't know Curb was still on. Like, I swear, I forget about that show every few months. And so, you're not alone. I would have loved to have seen. <laughs> Reservation Dogs. Also, Girls 5 Eva, I uh, think, is like uh, so yeah, yeah, season two yeah. of that show. So good. So yep. good. So that's that's the one I was going to say. I would have uh, probably traded, yeah, uh, lose Curb, Your Enthusiasm, and, and get Girls 5 Eva in there. Uh, I thought they had a really great second season. Hacks had a stellar second season. Barry season three has just uh, been... Incredible. Yeah, incredible. really incredible. Um but I feel like there, and may, maybe upset isn't the right word, but there will be a Ted Lasso upset this year. Do you guys get that feeling? Meaning that it won't win? Yeah, or that, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's going to be... I would like to see the race come down to Abbott Elementary and Barry. Um, I, I, I think Barry, like, if I had to vote right this second, I would give it to Barry just because the season was really just mind blowing. I almost feel like it should start competing in drama because it's so, it got so dark, but um, yeah, I don't, I think Ted Lasso is probably not going to have the, you know, banner uh, evening that they had last time, which again, that's fine. Like it's still a great show. It's just, I think 
it's got some more, uh, some fresher competition. All right. That's fair. Um, do we want to break down drama category? Let's go for that. Let me, uh, let me, let me tell everyone all of the nominees there, uh, and see if we want to do any swapping around there too. Uh, the nominees are Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. I personally think this is a great batch. Um, I think with, um, uh, our predictions, uh, episode of the Awards podcast, Kristen, I think we said all of these except Stranger Things, and we had This Is Us in its place. Right. I think we had Stranger Things as a possibility, but yeah, I am yeah. surprised, but not in any way upset that This Is Us did not get nominated. Um, you know, I, uh, Stranger Things, I get why, you know, it's certainly the timing, yeah. as we discussed on the podcast, the timing's great. And it was a, you know, very strong uh, season, although, whoo, those episodes were long. Um, <laughs> but I, I, you know, the one thing that bums me out here is no, uh, and that is a technical term, bums me out, um, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that there's no pachinko, yeah. uh, which I want to believe had anybody voting actually watched all the shows, which I know, I know it's really hard, yeah. but like, at least watch one. Um, I think they would have uh, given it some more consideration. So um, yeah, that is my big snub, the one that hurts for me the most in drama. Mm-hmm. Sam, any here for you? You know, I don't like overall. I'm pretty happy with this. I mean, obviously, yeah. I am Team Yellow Jackets for life. I'm. I would have rioted had that. And when they announced that last, trust me, I had like <laughs> I, know. I had I had my tweet ready. I was going <laughs> to be livid. <laughs> I did not hit send, thankfully. But I think, yeah, I I will say I I'm much like Kristen. I am surprised but not upset about the This Is Us um absence here. I I don't I think that show maybe got more love than it deserved over the years, although its final season was one of its better ones. But um I as someone who just recently caught up on Stranger Things, I'm I'm not mad about that being included. Yeah. And well, and Sam, um you are a resident Yellowstone fan and Yellowstone did yes. have some had some um momentum and it was popping up a lot in terms of, you know, predictions. So I mean, I know you have sort of complicated feelings about this, but what are your thoughts about it? Essentially, I believe it was totally shut out. Yep, it yeah. was. Yeah. I mean, I will say I love Yellowstone. Like, I am obsessed with Yellowstone. Like, I watched it all the way through and then immediately started it again, level obsessed. <laughs> but I, I'm also able to separate, you know, my love for it from its need for a I don't necessarily believe that Yellowstone should be cleaning up Emmys. I love it and I wouldn't have been mad particularly if Kelly sure. Riley had gotten a nomination mm-hmm. um cuz she's so incredible. But I'm kind of like eh, eh, you know, I think it can be the number one show on television and just be happy with that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh when we, you know, posted predictions uh that was one show that I saw some people commenting on Twitter. Where, where's Yellowstone? Why are you not talking about Yellowstone? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you're one of the many, many fans of this show and a lot of folks, uh, think it should be, um, nominated. But yeah, uh, you're right, Kristen. Uh, that show did not receive any nominations 
at all, not even um, in the technical category. So, Jared, um, I need yeah. I need to go back. Sorry to comedy one last time because I realized that the one thing I would also swap out is yeah. Blackish. Blackish didn't get any nominations, mm. and right. I'm really surprised by that because not only has it been nominated multiple times in the past, this was the final season, and yeah. as we talked about, and you and I were both like, yeah, it'll totally get nominated, and Tracy Ellis Ross and Anthony Anderson yeah. will of course get nominated. I'm just shocked. I'm just shocked that they weren't nominated. The show wasn't nominated when, I mean, I watched the final season. It was a really good, solid yeah. episode or season, yep. you know, keeping a consistent, high quality broadcast TV sitcom going is really hard and yep. they did it year in, year out. And I'm just, I'm really disappointed and surprised that uh, the leads were not nominated. They got hairstyling and costume nominations, but I don't know. I, I, as I said in my snubs and surprises post, I feel that they're going to need to get on their knees and ask for forgiveness from Black Jesus. Yeah, exactly. That one, um, I, I believe it was uh, as soon as, and this is no indictment of her and her performance, uh, as soon as Elle Fanning was announced in the uh, lead mm-hmm. actress in a comedy, uh, that's immediately when I thought, uh-oh, this is not going to bode well for someone who we predicted, uh, and I was fearing it was going to be Tracy, and it was, and then at that point, I was like, uh, I, oh, and then they announced Nicholas Holt, and it was like, okay, The Great, yep. um, mm-hmm. The Great got in there, and The Great is a very funny show, and it's not, um, it's not an easy show, I think, for those performers, because of the, uh, because of Tony McNamara's writing, um, and, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a really tricky comedy for the performers to really kind of land all of that right. Um, and so I think they're very deserving, but sadly, it just means that someone gets pushed out. Um, it, this could also be a reason that, uh, we need to discuss opening up these categories to potentially more nominees. Um, yeah. I mean, he did say, uh, at the beginning, the television academy, uh chairman you know he's like it's only a you know the nominees represent only a fraction you know and it's true and the fraction is getting smaller and smaller and smaller as uh as as the number of shows continues to increase exponentially so you know maybe add a few more slots When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was about to get into snubs, and that was a perfect segue in there. Um, Blackish, we have covered, uh, you have mentioned Pachinko. You were really hoping to see that one get in, and they did get one. What is it for main title design? Um, okay. I, sure, ride, ride that wave if you can. Pachinko. Right. Uh, <laughs> and maybe try to get some more eyes on your show. Uh, Reservation Dogs is one um, you mentioned uh, you would have loved to have seen in the comedy category. For folks who are not familiar with that show, I, I, like in a nutshell, can you explain why you think it's so good? Yeah, I mean, so this is, uh, it's a sort of a comedy uh, mixed, with, it's like a hangout comedy about a group of uh, kids 
indigenous kids on a reservation in Oklahoma and they're, they're best friends and they live there all their lives. And, but they're, they're in the first season, they're kind of dreaming of a better life in California and they're trying to scrape together the money. And it's this mix of just like, you know, kind of funny hangout humor with this uh, native American magical realism. Like they, you know, one of the main characters bear, he sees a vision of a, an Indian warrior who comes to him and guides him through, you know, tough situations. Um, and it's, it's created by Sterling Harjo and Taika Waititi. It's funny. It's really moving. The young actors are incredible, like super, super funny, but episodes that just hit you like a punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. Like it just really, I don't know. I just, I, I loved it so much. It did not, it took me by surprise. Um, you can watch it all on Hulu. Please go watch it. Um, also on Hulu is, uh, Pen15, a show I really wish, uh, had gotten some love for yeah. its final season. I know, uh, your fellow critic, Darren Franich, feels the same. Sam, are you a watcher of this show? I, uh, yeah, I love Pen15. It makes me cringe and laugh <laughs> all at once. Cringe in the best way, really, because it's, it's such a, um, because it's easy to see yourself in these characters. Yeah. They did such an amazing job of writing these characters that uh, it's not um, it, it's not per se autobiographical, but they do take things from their own life uh, because they, they did not grow up together, Anna Conkel and Maya Erskine, um, but they just crafted such a, a beautiful coming-of-age story. Um, and the things, the things they were able to do because it was adults playing teenagers, uh, you certainly cannot mm-hmm. get away with uh, teens playing playing some of these things. But uh, I, I love that show so much. I'm I'm sad that they did not get nominated. Another snub on the list is Sarah Goldberg for mm. Barry. Uh, she's been nominated in the past. Didn't make the cut this year. I mean, how did any if if voters watch the episode where she has the. Uh, the premiere of her show and she gives that insane speech um, about getting a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Like that was, you know, every season she has this moment um, like a monologue of some kind that it just bowls you over and you want to watch it again and again. And she, she really went to some extremely unlikable places this, this season. And it was, um, it's a shame uh, that she wasn't nominated. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of other folks from that show were, and, uh, I think, uh, right now, I feel like a lot of folks think that is, uh, the front runner to win again this year. We shall see. We have plenty of time, to, uh, two months to be exact, uh, because the Emmys are two months from today, uh, Monday, September 12th. Um, Okay, uh, I want to talk about some of the surprises. We've actually already covered some of them. Uh, we talked about uh, being so thrilled by the many, many nominations for The White Lotus, for Yellow Jackets getting in there. Uh, also very happy to see Christina Ricci make the cut because uh, when you get into that supporting category, mm-hmm. obviously it gets really crowded. Um, she uh, just, wow, my gosh, so good. And then Melanie Linsky, uh, yeah. I would love to see up on the stage in September. Oh my God. And because not only this is just something that popped in my head, she would give such a great speech. Like <laughs> right. I want her to, I want her, oh, I want her to win so because good. she deserves it. 
but she would, in fact, give an incredible speech. But yeah, I have to say, Richie is one. Obviously, everyone's been talking about Melanie Linsky, as they should be. She's incredible in that role. And it feels like it's just like her career has all led to her kind of having this moment. But Christina Ricci on that show, I was, my brother just recently binged it and called me and like all he wanted to talk about was like how incredible she was. And I was like, I get it. Like she is next level as Misty, who is just like already one of the weirdest (laughs) characters (laughs) on television. And she does such a good job of making her like vulnerable, but then also like scary and very strong. And there's just, Misty is her own thing, and I'm so, so happy to see Christina Ricci get a nod for it, because she's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, another surprise uh, that I want to talk about, and uh, I'll tell everyone I'm on the West Coast, Kristen Baldwin is on the East Coast, and I'm pretty sure I could hear the scream from here <laughs> when <laughs> Ray Seahorn was announced for Better Call Saul. Or actually, Ooh. she wasn't even announced. I read it. Uh, yes. I, we were all reading it uh, online, because uh, uh, that category was not part of the presentation, but uh, I mean... About damn time, right? Right. Oh my gosh. Ugh. Just as Sam had her tweet ready to go for uh, Yellow Jackets, I was like <laughs> ready to board a plane and set fire <laughs> to, you know, just burn the city to the ground if, if she did not get nominated. I mean, it, you know, it took them quite a while, but her performance as Kim Wexler on Better Call Saul, it's, it's truly astounding to see what she's done. You know, she and the writers together creating this character who was not in Breaking Bad, but who is now so pivotally, pivotal, pivotal, is that even a word? So it, crucially important to, <laughs> thank you, hi, to the um, end game of Better Call yeah. Saul in the beginning of Breaking Bad. Like all people yeah. really truly care about right now is what's going to happen with Kim yeah. Wexler. And that's so much to do with how great she is in this role and how layered her performance is, how controlled it is. And so, I mean, I ugh, I very much want to see her up on the uh, stage in September. I just think, you know, I think she and Bob Odenkirk really have just done incredible work uh, yeah. over these last six seasons. Yeah. Um, I want to go through quickly here because uh, Kristen and I did an entire episode of the Awarders podcast about potential double or multiple nominees. Uh, and there were a lot of them today. I want to run through the list here quickly. Quinta Brunson, Julia Garner, Jason Bateman, Zendaya, Steve Martin, Sydney Sweeney, Ray Seahorn actually got two nominations, not just one, also for a, uh, a short form series. Harriet Walter, Gerard Carmichael, uh, Amy Poehler, and Nicole Byer. Um, Bill Hader has multiple nominations because he, uh, has writing, acting, and directing on Barry, and he's nominated for a guest turn on Curb Your Enthusiasm, so a really good day, um, for Bill Hader. Um, I don't think I'm really surprised by any of those. Some of them we didn't even think about when we did that episode. Harriet Walter, I think, was not, uh, really on our radar. I did not think Sydney Sweeney would be nominated for The White Lotus. Very happy to see her there because she actually was so good uh, on that show too. But um, yeah, I, I think that list is a, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's nice to see. Um, I mean, it's, it, it, it shows, you know, certainly with like uh, 
Ted Lasso and other shows like Barry or Abbott Elementary, when there's kind of like a visionary person behind it, you know, who's not only starring, they're writing, they're directing. Speaking of which, snub, painful snub, Pamela Adlon, better things. Um, but that is, she's a person who like the show is clearly her vision from start to finish. And so you get those multiple nominations when she's nominated and the same in this, in these cases, like Abbott Elementary is like, you know, Quinta is the writer, the the star, the showrunner, you know, so it's really, um, I, it's well, they're all well-deserved. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I also want to note, obviously, The White Lotus, we talked about a limited series getting a lot of nominations. Uh, Dope Sick also picked up a lot. Ugh. 14, they got uh, thrilled for them. There were a lot of uh, some of the supporting actors who I, do, I was not sure they were going to make the cut. Uh, and they did uh, Michael Stuhlbarg and um, Peter Sarsgaard, uh, among them Caitlin Deaver as well. Um, that series just, my gosh, uh, worthy of so many awards. Um, I want to I want to note here really quickly. I see Paul W. Downs <gasps> is a listener here. Paul W. Downs, are you here? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. Welcome. Yay! Wow. So Welcome. Able to join us. Incredible. Ooh, thank, you for, thank you for granting me access. <laughs> of course. Huge congratulations to the entire Hacks team on all of these nominations today. Um, does it feel any different second year versus first? Thanks. You know, it does. <laughs> it really does. We, uh, <laughs> we were really trying our best to make a second season that um, was at least as good as the first, if not, you know, better than and to come out with more nominations this year it, we were floored we we're just so thrilled because you know there's such a huge group of people that work so hard on the show and to have so many different categories recognized is just so gratifying because it's the cast the crew there's so many amazing people that make this show so we feel we feel so lucky well, uh, look, you know, it's, it's also one of those things, I don't know if it's a, a thing that you guys think about, but you know, so often from, from our perspective, journalists and critics, you're like, you hope that the first season's not kind of just, you know, lightning in a bottle and that there's not a sophomore slump. And you guys, not only was there not a sophomore slump, but it was just so outstanding. Um, I, I think being on the road, just the, you, you guys, I think, open yourself up for such great material um and and so many opportunities to explore the characters in ways that you didn't in season one um i now i need to know because of course we were all so worried then like oh this is is this it because you know as dalton <laughs> ross talked to you guys about like it, it felt like um it felt like the end of the show and we're so glad it's not here's my question mm -hmm. will the series end with deborah actually getting a talk show you know, when we, when, when you can, I, you can a, tell us the end now, it's totally, it's, it's just between spoiler. us. It's a major spoiler. It is just us on this call, right? It's a private yep. off the record call. Yeah. Okay, um, it's a major spoiler for me to tell you the end, but I will say we did pitch the end of the series when we pitched the show, um, uh -huh. because Jen Statsky, Lucia and yellow and myself have had a long time to think about it mm -hmm. and we know where we want it to go. I will say that that is not the ending of the show. Um, but Hey, you know what? Things can change. Um, mm. But, but you know, I will say that the thing that we knew most clearly was that we wanted to be on the road in the second season and yeah. then have this special happen and have that sort of change the trajectory of Deborah Vance's career in the third yeah. season. So, you know, we're excited to be working on um, season three already. Yeah, you're. Uh, are you currently writing it? What's what point are you in with that? We are. We're we are currently writing season three. Okay. Um, Kristen, I know has a really important question about season two. Do you want to ask it? 
Well, okay. First, I just want to say I'm very excited too that Lori Metcalf was nominated. Yes, uh, oh my so God, are we. Incredibly funny, and Caitlin Olson. I mean, just uh, uh, yes. such a great cast. And Lori Metcalf saying that you know people are getting their mattresses in the mail now. What's that about? Like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> our favorite line to read is that line. I, it's so funny. Her delivery is unbelievable. It's perfect. It's it, it proves that is the reason why Lori Metcalf is like just such a national treasure. Um, uh, supernatural funny. Yes. But I also just want to know about that scene filming with um, when Kayla has a cut on her finger and you guys oh and you are trying to help her with that. And I mean, <laughs> I don't know how you get through it with with Megan Salter. Like, how do you do it without just like ruining take after take? Or did you ruin take after take? <laughs> oh, we have, t- we have plenty of ruined takes. We have plenty of takes we can't use because we're both cracking up. Or, you know, what happens a lot is in scenes with Jimmy and Kayla. I hate to say it, not to, our camera department is incredible, but they do sometimes shake because they're giggling <laughs> at, at the scene. So um, we, you know, we, uh, while they're challenging, they are the most fun. And, you know, Meg and I have so much fun together. We could, we could play all day long and um, we do as long as usually Lucia Agnello, who's usually directing, <laughs> lets us. That's fair. Um, and Meg, I mean, my gosh, like a meteoric rise of her yes. star right now, um, landing movie roles. Uh, she's in development on a series of her own. Um, this this cast, I mean, I, you know, um, obviously casting is such a huge part of the success of any show. And I, I don't know if you guys feel lucky, like you hit the jackpot. I, I don't know how you encapsulate that, but like bravo all around because everyone fits their role so well, which is not always the case on every show. That's so nice. Thank you. We, you know, we are so lucky to have the cast that we get to work with. And also Jeannie McCarthy, who's our casting director is so, so excellent, especially when it comes to comedy. And, Mm. you know, I think as writers who are also, you know, most of us come from performance, you know, I think that it's really, uh, it's really helpful in our writing process to write for comedic actors who we admire and who we've always wanted to work with. And, you know, it helps, I think, make a role specific to them. And we've been so fortunate that oftentimes they say yes to doing it. <laughs> so um, we, uh, yeah, we feel really lucky. This cast is really incredible. And, and as you guys mentioned, we have people like Caitlin Olson, who is obviously so supernaturally funny, but I yeah. think underappreciated for the actual, you know, the dramatic work that she does on the show. Yeah. And she's just so good. We're so thrilled that she's been recognized this year as well. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Christopher McDonald. Sorry. Yeah. I believe I'm- I believe yeah. his first Emmy nomination, oh, and he is he, such a gifted and prolific actor. I mean, he's in, yeah. he's been in Thelma and Louise and Requiem for a Dream and and Hacks. It's just like we're so lucky to work with him, and I'm so glad that this is what I think is his first Emmy nom, which well, is, would just be uh, wild. I'm still shipping Marty and Deborah, and yeah. I mean, I just—is there any hope? You know, you're not alone. I will say that you are not alone. In fact, there's a there's people both who are audience members and also people in the writer's room who really ship them it's really whenever they have even a, a scene in a table read it it weirdly chokes us up they're really great oh, wow. together they have such great chemistry and they really off do. screen too you know chris mcdonald and gene smart are so um so close and have such a good time oh. together that, that's another thing i feel like you can't really fake it you know it's just yeah they have great chemistry um have you spoken with uh, any of the cast today yet we have. We've been making our our rounds. You know, we spoke to um, 
Hannah Einbinder and congratulated yeah. her on her second nomination. We talked to Jane Adams, and uh, we're so excited. We also talked to Caitlin Olson, um, who was, I think we maybe let Caitlin know. I think her phone was going up, but she was like, what's going on? <laughs> um, which was really exciting. Um, we've been in contact with Jean, of course. Yeah. Uh, haven't gotten in touch with Chris yet. We've been calling Chris. I'm not sure where Chris is at, but uh, if you're listening, Chris, call us back. We want to congratulate you. Uh, well, um, last question I have for you. Um, I know uh, for season two, if, if I understand correctly, after season one, there were a lot of folks who were who were kind of like, oh my gosh, like I would love to be on this show. Is, is that kind of true? And do you still have like a list of people who you're figuring out ways to work them in? We do. We, we have people who have reached out directly or we've heard, you know, through their representation that they mm-hmm. are fans of the show and would love to be on it. It's it's almost an embarrassment of riches. So, but I, I have to tell you, when we hear that, we're always so excited to be like, oh, great. How could they fit? You know, it's, mm-hmm. um, it's exciting for us. So if only we had 24 episodes, we could, we could do it all, but, um, be careful but yeah, what I think you season wish three for, will right? have a bunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, yeah, I lied. I do have one more question. Where did you guys find the actor who plays Jimmy? You know, um, we found him in the basement of a Gristides in New York at the UCB <laughs> Theater. Uh, he was but a lowly improv comedian, you know, emerging stand-up. And I don't know, somehow he somehow he memorized his lines. We're was it proud. a Gristides it, and it wasn't a Key Foods? Are you sure? It was a Gristides, yeah. It's on, it's on 23rd or 21st, 21st right, and, sure, sure. And, uh, and 9th, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I know we had um, Jen was in here somewhere at some point and she didn't end up being able to connect with us. But um, please extend my congratulations to her and Lucia and, and everyone else. Uh, the show is just fantastic. And we're, we're so excited for you guys. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, um, of course. All okay. right. Well, we will we will hopefully see you and talk to you in the coming months uh, leading up to the Emmys, which are on September 12th. I kind of mentioned here to everyone. But uh, yeah, you will definitely want to be sure to tune in for those Monday, September 12th. They will be live on both coasts uh, on NBC. You'll also be able to stream those on Peacock. Um, Kristen, Sam, I think that's about all I have for today. Anything else you guys want to bring up? Um, justice for Joshua Jackson and Dr. Death. Ah, uh, yes. I know that's another one of your snubs. Uh, it's a hard he, one. Yeah, he was so good in that show, and he was uh, uh, almost a, like a last-minute replacement, too, mm-hmm. which makes it even more impressive uh, how great he was. Um, Sam, any like leftover major snubs for you? Anything that hurts? I know I said girl but I'll just get specific and say justice for Renee Lee's Goldsberry. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be thinking about that for a while. She's, oh my gosh, that entire cast. And I love Paula Pell so much, who just makes me cry laughing um, oh, when I so watch funny. because every, it's, it's her delivery, it's her reactions, it's her, it's her everything. She's so wildly funny. And I just want to see her like take over the world. Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, folks, I think that is going to do it for us here today. Uh, like I said, you can uh, be sure to check out more of our coverage. We have so much at EW.com. And of course, follow us on uh, all social channels. Uh, we're, of course, here on Twitter. You know that uh, at EW, at Entertainment Weekly, everywhere else. Be sure if you are not a subscriber to follow the awardist. You can rate that podcast. Leave us, of course, award winning reviews. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And that for now is all we have for today. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Awardist podcast is hosted by Jared Hall, produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio, edited by Sammy Junio. Full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thanks for listening.